0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I am Minister Ginger London. Welcome to uh, the show on today. Thank you so much for joining us. As you know, we've been doing a series of teaching uh, for National Women's History Month where we're interviewing uh, women entrepreneurs, women authors, uh, women who are in ministry, women who are doing great things, women who have powerful testimonies. But today is very special. We have a very young woman um, who is... Uh, who does poetry in writing. I hope I'm saying that correctly. She'll correct me, but I'm excited about meeting her. Um, and so it's really going to be a fun show. Um, and we're going to get right into actually uh, talking to her and learning a little bit um, about her. And so uh I'm going to start off with prayer, and then um, I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to invite her to join in on the conversation. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name, O God. We just honor you on today. And, Father, we ask right now, dear God, that as we go forth on this show, as we pray, Father God, that nothing we say will be for vain glory or selfishness, but every word. Uh, will be on assignment. We thank you for this uh, young sister's life. We ask you, dear God, to really be with her, continue to anoint her, give her wisdom, give her words, give her poetry that will impact and change the lives of others and who, re- who uh, embark upon her readings or her poetry. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So welcome once again to the show. I am Minister Ginger London, and as You know, we're celebrating women, and so on today we have an interview with Virginia Mayo, and she's uh, better known as Mo Jones. And uh, she's a young 30 year old spoken word artist. She's an author, she's a writer, and she's a speaker. So today she'll be talking about her journey, uh, about uh, her journey in her life and what the process was like. She will also talk um, about her spoken uh, poetry in ministry and what she would like to see people receive from it. Um and she also has a new ebook coming out soon and if we have time she'll give uh we will uh she will shed some light on that for us. So welcome to the show. Uh welcome.
1: Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on today.
0: Oh, uh, you're absolutely welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um share your testimony with us.
1: Well, my name is Virginia Mayo and I am thirty years old and I was uh born in Raleigh, North Carolina and I was transitioned to Charlotte, North Carolina at sixteen as a foster child. Um, I was a foster child so I ended up in Charlotte and I've I've loved it ever since. I lived in Charlotte thirteen years and then I transitioned back to Raleigh in two thousand and eleven to work on the book and just get a a more of a direction in my mm-hmm. life and, and that's where I blossomed with writing. And uh, doing spoken word, uh, doors were opened through Saturday Night Gospel Live with uh, Pastor Derek Lyons. And so, so many doors opened in Raleigh as far as writing and things of that nature.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, so you you um, said you wanted to talk about your journey. So, tell us, what has your journey been like for you? You know, you just briefly gave us a little, a little bit right there, but give us a little bit more about your journey and the process that you
1: went through. <clears throat> Well, um, I was raised by older uh, older people, my great-aunt and my great-uncle. They raised me uh, from the time from birth until I was 16 years old. I wasn't raised by my mother or father, even though I knew of my mother and she lived in the house. My great-aunt, she was actually my guardian. Um, so um, growing up with older people, it was good in a way. You know, I got a perspective, you know, that was different from everybody else my age. Uh, But growing up, I felt like the oddball. I didn't feel like I ever fit in. I felt like something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just really didn't love myself the way that I should because I thought I was different than others. And I was looking to others to validate me. Like uh, when I was in middle school, you know, I got picked on like every day. And I I just, you know, felt like nobody liked me. And I I was more of a loner. I've been a loner all my life, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, with a few friends here and there. you know uh you know i didn't have a big group of friends like others do so i i would resort to using my imagination a lot growing up and i would create stories um i've always loved to read and and write when i was in school i didn't like school but i loved to read and write and learn things so so that's where i first started um my journey as far as writing but i didn't pick it up seriously until 2011 and uh, when I was 16 years old, uh, my aunt and uncle, they went to a nursing home. Uh, they were no longer able to care for me. My aunt had dementia, and my uncle had Alzheimer's. So once they went to the nursing home, I ended up in a foster home, and that's how I ended up in uh, Charlotte. You know, I was in a foster mm-hmm. home from 16 to 21.
0: Wow. Okay. And and so uh, going through that process, uh, do you think it was a part of the, uh the process had a lot to do with the poetry that
1: you write? Uh, well, actually, the, the funny story is I didn't know that I could do poetry until I was dating a young man. Uh, back in 2011, we were introduced by a mutual friend. And he got me into spoken word poetry as far as, like, the art form. Okay. And I started getting interested in it. However, okay. that particular relationship didn't go well. So I started writing poetry, you know, re, you know, re- reflecting of how I felt about the relationship, and and that's where it was birthed out a unproductive relationship. So,
0: oh, okay. see, I was getting ready to ask you, did you start writing love poetry? But I guess not. So, right.
1: <laughs> it, it, okay. it was the expressing the disfat the dissatisfaction of the relationship or lack thereof. Okay. All right.
0: So, you know, so uh, tell us about a little bit, now that you're into that, tell us about your spoken poetry in ministry. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Well, um, my first poem that I did was called um, Keeping the Faith, and it's Mm -hmm. based on Hebrews, the 11th chapter. You know, Mm -hmm. I start out the poem talking about, you know, welcome to the Hall of Faith. I don't say Hall of Fame because, as you see in Hebrews 6, A lot of those uh, examples of faith in the Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. they had to wait on the Lord. They had to exercise their faith while waiting. So it's kind of like a storytelling. You know, my poetry is more of like a storytelling. I don't rhyme, you know, or anything. Mm -hmm. I just take, you know, different observations of life and put it into poetry form. So hence, uh, keeping the faith. I uh, perform that a lot at an um, event called Saturday Night Gospel Live based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's where I first performed uh, my first poetry.
0: Okay, you know? and, and since you mentioned that, tell us a little bit about that um, Saturday Night Gospel Live. Is that right? Am I saying it correctly? Yes, yes Saturday yes. Night
1: yeah. Gospel Live. It's, um, it's uh, headed by Pastor Derek Lyons and Brother Leon Smith of Raleigh, North Carolina. And I, I've known Pastor Derek Lyons uh, since I was 10 years old, and he's also been doing youth ministry and stuff like that. So he connected me uh, on, with me on Facebook, and he told me he was doing the event. So I started participating in the event, and then as I start participating, I start seeing the vision uh, of the ministry that he has of of allowing people to use the gifts and talents that God has given them to reach others.
0: Wow, okay, okay. And I'm sure, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure probably across the country they probably have some of those, but it's good to hear about that, you know, things being done like that, you know, especially outside of your own city and state. I'm in Louisiana, so to hear about those unique things that people are doing to give uh, people platforms to do creative things um, in ministry to get the gospel out, it's always clear, um about that. So, you know, when people hear or um read your poetry, what is it that you want them to get from your poetry?
1: Well, I, I want them to know that they are not alone in the struggles that they deal with about life, love, God, and relationships, or whatever the case may be, you know, that they are not alone.
0: Okay. And, and that
1: they can identify because, you know, everybody's been hurt. Everybody's been offended. You know, people know about faith because you have to exercise faith. So So people, you know, need to know that you know they're not alone in their journey, it's especially okay. in days and times such as this where mm-hmm. people have to exercise faith. And when it comes to love, I did a poem called "You Know Hurt for the Last Time. I mean, I was really hurt by that brother. <laughs> I mean, I was in love with that brother, you know, and stuff like that. And I said, that's it. I've been hurt for the last time. But then after I started writing, the solution to it was tapping into the love of God. Because the truth is, you know, we're going to be hurt in this life. You know, people are going to hurt us. People are going to offend us. They're going to do things to make us mad. It's how we react to those people that, you know, do things. Right.
0: That's exactly right. It's how we react to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you, did you find putting, uh, you know, writing uh, the poetry down? Was that like a, was that a, a form of reaction? Did you use your, did you use writing Is that what you, did Did you use that? Yes,
1: it it was actually uh, therapeutic for me, Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, like, with this particular young man, he was like the first Christian guy that that actually really liked me, you know, that that Mm -hmm. I really thought loved me for me, you know, and I Mm -hmm. fell in love with him rather quickly, and he seemed to be into the relationship, and then, you know, I mean, it's like we prayed together a little bit, and. You know stuff like that, and then I said, "Okay, this guy's the one." You know, and then over a period of time, it just fell off. So I was okay. like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" You know. So okay. I just started writing, you know, you know, like I said, different poems that reflected how I felt on the inside.
0: Okay, and so what? What was it that you, uh, when you, you know, maybe I, and. Maybe you know in that relationship with the Christian brother. What were did you did you have a certain expectation or was there something going on that made you think that was like wow this is really good?
1: Well, we were introduced by a mutual friend, and this you know our my friend had been telling me about this brother for years upon years. So when we finally uh, get introduced and stuff like that, you know we we were off to a good start. He just off too good start. I was like, okay, this is good. This is great. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then over a period of time, he just felt a different way.
0: Okay. So. And, and did he ever share that with you, you know, what the different way was? Like, you know, sometimes people leave relationships and they never tell the other person they left.
1: Well, you know? I have different theories. It wasn't clearly communicated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he only said enough, you know, to satisfy his own interest. He felt like he didn't have to give an explanation, and I didn't really get, you know, much closure from it. But I learned from it. That's the key (laughs) thing. I learned from it.
0: And I'm asking because we, I think we did a, sh- a couple of shows on relationships before yours, and, you know, um, it's, it's, it's so many, you know, we tell the people to make sure that you pray for character discernment and keep your eyes open in a relationship, especially a dating relationship, because if you watch longer than you talk, you'll see some things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. if you're talking about a brother uh, in Christ who felt like he didn't have to give you or, or didn't have to go beyond whatever explanation Mm -hmm. that he gave you. Because I think as Christians, you know, when we're in a relationship with somebody and it doesn't turn out like we thought, I said on another show, it should be a very smooth transition. We should Mm -hmm. not be a situation where you leave me uh, empty. It should not be a situation Mm -hmm. where you leave me heartbroken. It should Mm -hmm. not be a situation where I'm left hanging on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what went wrong here. There should, even if it doesn't work, we should be able to because we're like spirited, like minded. Mm-hmm. We should be able to come together and have that dialogue for closure mm-hmm. that's needed, as opposed to uh, somebody thinking, "Well, you know, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gone." You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, and 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 uh, like you said, you learn from that. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, the the new the ebook that you have coming out.
1: Yes, the e-book is called It's Okay to Love Yourself, uh, to, to Love Others, to Love Yourself, to Love God. And it's from a body, soul, spirit perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, it's based on a sermon that uh, my pastor here in Charlotte, North Carolina did, Pastor Mercy Jones, uh, called It's Okay, How to Be Healed on the Inside.
0: Wow, okay. And
1: and And I thought that was just so, like, pivotal for me because for so long, you know, we look to others to validate us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I didn't really get this title at first. I just got the idea for the book, and I was, you know, writing different things down about what I've dealt with in life, and and I noticed the themes were looking to others to validate me and feeling like I didn't fit in. That was like the story of my life up to Mm -hmm. a certain point. So then when I got the idea, I said, you know what, I'm going to, You know Title the book It's okay To love yourself You know Because Mm -hmm. Because so For so many Years people Deal with You know Hurt and pain Because they're not loved By others Like they should And then they also Don't allow God To love them You know I mean Mm -hmm. God loves us But they don't Truly embrace The love of God Like they should So they in turn Can love others And then when you're Loving others You're loving yourself so the uh, the basis of the book is based on that scripture where, where Jesus said to love your neighbor as you love yourself.
0: Wow, I, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm when is it uh, going to be ready?
1: Um, it is in process right now. Um, it should be out sometime mid year.
0: Okay. Okay. Around July
1: or so. So you have some of your life lessons that you learned.
0: Um. Absolutely,
1: I, I definitely use myself as an example. You know, I take it back to to middle school um, when I, I was picked on like every day in middle school. And I I uh, use that example a lot because I know a lot of times people have went through stages where they were you know picked on or feel like they mm-hmm. didn't fit in in school. I know a lot of people can identify with that,
0: right? And, you Absolutely. Know, and I felt like
1: I wasn't beautiful enough. I felt like I wasn't attractive enough. You know, I just felt all these different things and Mm it carried over into adulthood. Okay. And I, you know, and I started looking to a man to validate me. You know, I felt like, oh, my gosh, if I don't have a boyfriend, I'm not beautiful. I'm not this, you know, I'm not that or whatever the case may be.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's good to hear that, especially from a young lady who's, uh, you know, um, and our theme for this uh, year's uh, celebration is created for greatness. And, um, and every, everyone, God has given a purpose for everyone. Uh, God has purpose of everyone's life, you know, and sometimes as you just sometimes as women, depending on what's going on, we have a tendency not pretty enough, especially if you, as you just said, if we're getting picked on and bullied and all this other kind of stuff, you know, we're looking at ourselves, we're looking in the mirror, we're trying to fix ourselves just by looking in the mirror. And then our mind is saying one thing about what we see in the mirror and we're hearing those voices, what others have said to us about how we look, you know, and, um, and all those kinds of things. And they have a tendency to um, interfere with our growth and interfere, as you said, with lo- our loving ourselves. You know, and it even interferes with us receiving God's love, which is the Absolutely. greatest love you can have to get, ever get. But sometimes if, um, until you get your mind renewed according to the word of God and let the, the word of God bring a transformation on through that renewing process, we have a tendency to block even the love of God uh, mm-hmm. from our lives. You know, and we, we as you just stated, you know, the women are looking for people to validate them, to approve of them to tell them, you know, if I say you're okay, you're okay. But, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they're looking through uh, eyes that are tainted as well, you know. Mm -hmm. so Absolutely. Absolutely. They're looking at me, and their vision is tainted. And so whatever the perception is they have of me is tainted by whatever is tainting their vision. So they're really not giving me a clear uh, uh, observation of what they see because they're not seeing clearly. And so I really need to get my self-worth and my, uh, my value from God. And then when you're getting there, you've got to protect it. You know, the scripture says, guard your, heart for all, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. When you get that understanding about loving yourself and knowing who you are, especially as a woman, you've got to guard your heart. You can't let anybody steal that and take that from you because, not, yeah, that journey of getting it, getting to the place where you love yourself, if you haven't loved yourself in the past, that journey can be a little long. You know, and sometimes yes. it's, it's a it's a long road, you know, and uh, a little struggle because it takes some convincing, you know. Uh, you have to convince that woman that doesn't believe that even with the word of God, you got to keep, com- you have to compel her to believe Absolutely. the word. Mm-hmm. Did you find that in your life?
1: Yes, I I, I definitely did because I, I went through a process in, you know, within my own self. Like I had a friend of mine that's a co-sister of mine. She um, talks a lot about process, and I can honestly say that I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago, five years ago, or even two years ago, but yet, like, I'm still in process. You know, even today I have to reinforce by listening, you know, to that Mm -hmm. word and, you know, feeding upon the word of God for my own self first because, like, I understand I have to be first partaker before I can, you know, give out. I have to receive first. Right. You Absolutely. know, and, and also about purpose. You know, mm-hmm. that is a way of loving yourself. When you do the thing that God has called you to do, it's like the greatest feeling. Um when I moved to Raleigh, I started writing and I noticed I would get such deep satisfaction from writing and and, and putting down ideas and then and, and then watching it come to life by, you know, working on the manuscript. I was like, Wow, it's like the greatest feeling and when I was recording Spoken Word. I was like, wow, this is great. I mean, it's a feeling I couldn't explain. But I'm loving myself in the process, but then I'm loving others by using my gifts and talents for the Lord by encouraging other people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, uh, to do uh, great things, number one, you got to be connected to God. Absolutely. and you got to know your purpose and as we said earlier uh in another interview today and we said that um uh that you have to be um uh it has to be uh, uh, on you, you, your purpose has to be uh, something that you do intentionally, you know. And so, we're, we're, no matter what it is, it has to be an occurrence that that yes. is. And when you're pursuing success, when you're pursuing what it is you want to do, it has to be an on purpose occurrence. You have to Absolutely. constantly do it. You have to know what you're supposed to be doing, and you have to you have to really, as you as you were saying earlier, we have to see yourself in the hall of faith. You got to really believe by faith, and you really got to press yourself to please yes. God with your faith because uh, there are going to be some things that are going to come along that's going to, you know, point things. The enemy will put obstacles and hindrances in your way, and then they'll have people yes. that will come along that will try to hinder you. Oh, girl, you Absolutely. don't need to write all that poetry. What are you writing all that poetry for? You're going to make money selling poetry? You know, all sorts of things that they say to discourage Absolutely. you because they're, number one, they, they're they not... Uh, in. Um, uh, 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 really uh, spiritually discerning that God is using right. your life. And so and because it's something that they're not used to or comfortable with, then they try mm-hmm. to discourage you because it's a possibility you really might go somewhere with this, you know, Absolutely. And, and, I, and I just haven't seen anybody do this. And so the enemy ends up using them to say things that they shouldn't say that, mm-hmm. you know, trying to discourage, girl, just get a job. Why you just get a real job, you know? And uh, and you're thinking, no, I'm going to do what God says. Do I may be mm-hmm. on a job, but I know one day that guess what? Absolutely. I'm gonna walk in. The, I'm walking full time in this thing because God is going to make this. God is going to use me to uh, to. This is gonna burn full time, full force. This is what I'm gonna be doing and this is how I'm gonna make my living out of this. And so even though I might be on a job or I might be working somewhere, I know it's seasonal and temporary and it's only uh, a resource for me to get to fulfilling what it is absolutely. I'm assigned to do. Uh and so, absolutely. you know Oh, absolutely. I think that is that's it. I think, you know, and, and when you think about the creative ways we talked uh We interviewed someone earlier today. We were talking about imagination. When you think about the creative ways that God uses people to get the message out, to bring healing, to bring encouragement to a life, to bring motivation, to bring growth uh, to a life, when you think about the creative ways, you know, and, and you look at that and you say, as long as you're in the boundaries of holiness. You know, Absolutely. and having crossed those boundaries, doing something way far-fetched, something spooky and cultic, mm-hmm. you know. then we have to stop and say, you know what, as long as it's the same message, the method might be a little different. But the message is the thing that should not change. You know, we That's should be right. delivering the same message of the gospel, of Jesus Absolutely. Christ. The method might be different. Now, if your message gets di- becomes different, well, we're going to have to talk to you. But as long as the message is, is the same, is the right message, then God, you know, the day and time that we live in right now. You know, ten years ago, nobody wasn't doing anything on the internet with the church. Now you have people streaming their uh, services live on internet on Sunday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday night Bible studies. Where you know you have churches now that are doing teleseminars, calls online, coming, calling to the prayer line. You could hear, you could be joining in a prayer. Uh, with somebody all the way to Houston, Texas, somewhere, you know, and hear the prayer, so you know we have to learn how to utilize all of the available methods yes. in front of us today so that we can continue to get the message out and We have to use creative ways, ways that are um that are not dis, um disrespectful or uh disrepresenting God. You know, but creative ways. People love. There are some people who love poetry. They'll read poetry more oh, yes. than they read anything else. They'll never pick up a fiction book. They'll never pick up a devotional. They'll never pick up, uh, you know, a how-to book. But if you mention poetry, I mean, they just all—they're all excited, and they just—they'll buy anything with poems in it. You know, and every time you're quoting poems, you know, writing poems, all that kind of thing. You know, so um, in so many different ways that Absolutely. we can get the message out as long as the oh, most important thing is that we maintain the truth of the the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, um, uh, I'm going to, our time is winding down. Um, I'm, you mentioned two things, you mentioned faith and you mentioned purpose. And so I'm just going to share with the audience right quick and you can, you can uh, join in with me. Um, okay. I'm going to, um, share, um, some things that they can do to implement their implement faith in their lives, and I talk about implementing faith uh, a faith project. And I want that project, if you're listening, ladies, and even if you're listening, guys, I want that project to be your life or to be your purpose, your assignment. So I'm not, you know. So when we talk about imp, uh, implementing a faith project, it's about. Uh, Faith to believe whatever God, to do whatever God has assigned your life to do. Your life, your assignment, your calling is the project that we're talking about. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to write the vision down. So whatever God has called you to do, by faith, even if you don't believe you can do it right now, I want you to by faith, write it down. Don't dismiss it. Don't say, oh, I can't see myself doing that Just by faith. We were talking about Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. I want you to by faith. Write down what you know what God has spoken in your spirit that he's, that He wants you to do with your life by faith, write the vision down. you know Virginia, when you got ready to do your ebook, did you write it down? Did you outline it did you What did you
1: do? uh first, I wrote down uh, different thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. and then I took a second notebook and I did a a more of a detailed outline of what I was going to write in each chapter and whatever the case may be, and then I wrote it out. And then I started, um, you know, working on the table of contents and just, you know, started from there because I I like to work on a book like I'm building a house. Start out with the foundation first and then lay the groundwork from there. That way I know – because I tend to go all over the place. So (laughs) I I literally – Want to start each ebook by you know what the purpose is gonna be, who it's gonna reach, and you know things of that nature, so each writing will have a purpose,
0: okay, and so she mm-hmm. wrote it down. She didn't just wake up one day and say, "Oh look, I'm just gonna do this right now she she strategically wrote it down, and she did it in a systematic way mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from her faith, right. It means, you know, because God said do do things decent and in order, you know, so Mm -hmm. if God has given you an assignment, we got to do it in in order. And so by faith, I want you to take a notebook, as she just said, and just write, if you don't have anything else, like she may have had a little bit more than you, you may not have anything, but what it is that God says you're going to be doing, write it down. Just put it right across the first sheet and then just let it sit there and start praying over until God gives you more about what it is. And then I want you, number two, find scripture that corresponds to your um to what your assignment is, so it's in there, so it is in there find scriptures so if you don't know the plan or strategic steps that you're going to take to walk out your calling just yet, find scriptures that have to deal with your calling so if you're called to teach the word of God go into get a good study Bible go in the back find those scriptures on teach teacher teaching taught. Find the scriptures on that and just then start studying that. You may not even know where you're going to do your first teaching or anything. Or even if, you know, you may not know, uh, it, you may be like uh, Virginia. Maybe you're going to do poetry. God's going to use you to do poetry. And maybe you're going to be on bringing emotional healing to somebody. You may not know, the. you may not have the first line of the poem yet, but you can go into the scriptures and read about God, how God heals people emotionally. All right. And then number three, pray according to God's word. To, to His Word, so your prayer life—if you're going to do your prayer life—has to come up a notch, and you got to start praying the Word of God over your life, over your purpose, over your calling, over whatever project you're working on. If maybe yes. you're doing an ebook like she's doing, you got to start praying. Over that assignment, maybe it's going to be a softback book or a hardback cover, or a fiction or a novel, or whatever. Or maybe you're called to start a business. It doesn't matter what it is. You got to you have to start praying the word of God over whatever the project is that you're doing. And then you have to have a natural plan of action. And that's what she just talked about. She had all these notebooks, two or three different notebooks doing different things. Or she had a systematic approach to how she was actually writing. And you're going to have to do the same thing. It doesn't have to be writing. It could be starting a business. What's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to name it. Then I'm going to find out what I need to do in my city to be licensed or get my occupational license or whatever. Okay, what type of business do I want here? You know, what am I going to be selling a product? Am I going to be selling a service? What is it? So you need a natural plan of action. And then you, the last thing is you need to develop a faith confession. You got to start making a, a faith confession, find the scriptures where you can actually confess faith over your life and over your assignment. Period. That's it. Go find those scriptures and start speaking speaking faith confessions, over your life, and over your assignment. Have you ever, uh, had, uh, you know, some people say positive. Of course, we reword everything. So, have you ever had uh, spoken um faith confessions over your life?
1: Absolutely. And my favorite um author is uh, Cindy Trim, and yes. I use her book Commanding Your Morning. I I had heard about it for many years. Mm-hmm. But when I got that book and the first day that I prayed, I mean, my whole day went better.
0: Wow. And, God. and then
1: I started sharing it with the family that I was staying with at the time while I was working on the book. It was so powerful. I had to get up and just pray it over everyone else. And, I mean, words do have power. Absolutely. You know, like it affects the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is affected first before the natural realm. So we we do have to watch what we say in this time uh, because it's like, so much going on. And it can be so easy to get caught up with what's going on with the economy. Like, right, in the absolutely. place where I live in Charlotte, certain things have closed down and changed. And it's so easy to say, oh, my gosh, this closed down, that closed down. But still, it's like we have to persevere because we have no choice, you know, as people of God to succeed in whatever God calls us to do. I mean, there's no other option.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I know we're, we're a little pressed for time. And so the other thing that um, she mentioned during this interview, she used the word purpose. And so I'm just going to share a couple of things with you about This will dialogue a little bit. We'll go ahead and hear some closing remarks from her just to make it to our next uh, uh, appointment. And so uh, purpose, and we've all heard this definition, basically it comes from Pastor Miles Monroe out of um, Nassau, Bahamas, and it's the original intent of a thing. And so no matter how you feel about yourself right now, and it doesn't matter what other people are saying to you, go to God so you can get your original intent he created you, not the people that's around you, not the people bullying you at school, not your coworkers saying certain things about what you look like, what you're wearing, what your hair is like, what your skin is like. It's not from them. That's not Those, those people are not your creator. So you have to go back to the Creator to get your original intent. What was the original Absolutely. intent of your life, or purpose, of your life, and you can only get that from God? And you know, and purpose is always fulfilled through um uh through us giving. You gotta share yourself. You know, it's not just monetary. So sometimes when you have low self esteem and low uh self worth, you block everything off and you you know, you can't receive anything in and you're not giving anything out. And so you rob the body of Christ because we're not experiencing the true woman of God that God mm. created you to be. Yes, and so it we, we we are robbed because that greatness that's on the inside of you because of all of these things that you heard in your past and took on mm. to believe has hindered you from allowing us to experience the greatness that's wow. on the inside of you. And so you, it's important that you understand the original intent of your life because you're robbing the body of Christ when we can't experience you as the true woman of God that he created you to be his daughter. So, we we miss out because you shut everything, you you, you put a, a a brick wall around it or some barriers around it, and we can't we can't experience. And sometimes, a lot of times, when you're like that, you miss out on godly friendships with other women mm-hmm. of God, with other sisters in Christ, because yes. you allow those hurts and pains to paralyze you and to keep you from um, really growing and developing into who God has created um, uh, you to be. So I'm gonna give you three points on purpose, right quick so that um, um, you can uh, go from here and listen to the rest of the shows that are coming up. So everybody by now should really be excited about what they're called to do. And the first thing that I want you to know is that uh, when it comes to – our uh, purpose that things reproduce after their kind. So if you really want to be successful, get around people who are successful. Let them speak into your life and watch that fruit come up. If you really want to get around people who have, who uh, if you really want to be strong in yourself, in your emotions and in your self esteem, get around others who are and let them know. Say, hey, I want to be around you because I need to grow in that area i need to become a stronger woman emotionally i need to see i need to I, I need to start loving myself better i need to see my worth and i look at you and i am a, i admire how you carry yourself and what you think about yourself sometimes we need to just be upfront and real with with each other so we'll know so i'll know that you need to connect with me because your self esteem needs to be raised a little bit and so then i'll i'll make that connection as a sister in christ and then um Number two, everything produces according to purpose. And so you want to make sure that everything that comes out of your life, is a, it's been produced, is producing according to purpose, not your hurt, not your pain, not your neediness, not your uh, loneliness, uh, uh, not your lack of self, uh, low self-esteem, none of that. It needs to, pro- everything that comes from you as a woman needs to be coming from you as a result of purpose. Everything needs to be around purpose. And then, um, Uh, The last thing is what is produced determines whether purpose has been fulfilled. So if I'm around you and the only thing that you are producing is negativity, purpose is not fulfilled because nobody has been assigned to produce that. So, but when I see poetry coming from you, and when I see novels coming, and when I see uh, e-books coming, and when I see businesses opening, and when I see uh, women in leadership positions, and when I see uh, families doing better, stay-at-home moms making sure their children are ed- educated and taken care of, when I see those things, I know that purpose is producing something. That everything that's coming from your life is coming from purpose. So. And and we need to get to the place as, as women is when we're in those shallow places in our lives that we allow the stronger women to come in and embrace us and actually take us to the next level, that we don't need to waddle in our own self-pity. And so those are the points uh, for this afternoon. So before you go, I want you to tell the listening audience how to get connected with you.
1: Well, I, I also wanted to add uh, something to okay, sure. what you were saying. Uh, <clears throat> I've also learned that when we – allow others to shut us down and you know when we rob you know allow people to rob us of greatness we're letting people have power over us yeah we cannot allow people to have power over us i had to learn with that young man that i was dating i said whoa he had too much power over me he doesn't have any more power over me and sometimes you know as you know women can carry different things for years upon years upon years. And I just encourage uh, all the ladies, stop carrying the hurt and pain of the past. It it comes a point where you have to let it go and release it to the Lord. And and it takes the power of God to do that for some people because they've held on to people for so long. But we have to make an intelligent decision to let some things go of the past. I just wanted to encourage everyone out there with that. You know amen. that have dealt with amen. broken relationships or bad yes. marriages or or you know ma- um, mother daughter relationship mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case may be.
0: Amen, amen. And I want to say before you tell the audience how to connect with you, I really want to say, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it is a pleasure to talk to you, and it is oh, yes. I'm so excited of meeting you, and it is such uh, refreshing to hear a young lady be able to dialogue and to be. Able speak the way that you do and then be able to you can hear your spiritual growth and everything that you're saying and especially your spiritual growth a lot of times you know when some of our younger sisters go through relationships that don't work out we t- it take it takes us like 10 years to get them through that you know so oh, yeah <laughs> so it's, it's refreshing right. to uh to hear how you know your strength you know, in in, in in the strength that came out of that and maybe when you had gone through it, but to be able to uh, be strong enough to mm-hmm. actually uh, learn from it and then blossom from that. Not that you needed that, but mm-hmm. it could have been something that the enemy used to really hinder you. And you took mm-hmm. another way around. You got around that obstacle or you got yeah. through that uh, hurdle, you know, uh, per se, because relationships, that's one area that we can actually, we can waddle in that pain for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. and miss a lot of connections, miss a lot of days, miss a lot of joy, miss a lot of peace, because we don't Absolutely. know how to move beyond broken hearts, you know. And so just to hear a young lady to express herself uh, decent and in order, you know, as we were talking, I noticed that you did not bash him, you know, you didn't uh, say anything next other than I thought that he was going great. <laughs> right, you know. So, um uh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly, uh, you know we'll have to have you back on again, and um, so we can dial when you we have a little bit more time, and we can actually dialogue a little dialogue a little bit longer, and uh, hear some more of your heart and what and how God is using you, and um, and maybe sometime in April I would like to do a show with a lot with the, with those of you who um, are authors, and because there's some woman young as and any age really who's thinking about writing and maybe if I can bring the authors together so we can um, do something to help them get started, get to the next level. Maybe somebody's finished and we need to give them ideas on how to promote their book, you know, all those things. I think, you know, a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't really do as much as we could because we don't have the knowledge. We don't know what to do. Not that we have any fear. As we said earlier, it's not about fear. It's about not having the knowledge on what the next step is or how to, you know, I can quote scripture, but that doesn't teach me how to market. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm right. saying? So uh, I, can, I can write uh, poetry, uh, poetry and ministry or, or, or those kinds of things and e-books on how to love yourself, but I'm the. I would have to do something else to learn how to market my stuff, you know. I'm going to have to let somebody teach me how to market it, you know. I might not need to write it, but I'm going to need you to help market it. So we have to, there's some things you have to learn, like, you know, we you know we know how to preach in the church, but then somebody had to teach us how to do these, you know, these radio, internet radio shows and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. We have to get, some, we have to get somebody yeah, to teach us. Yeah, get the word us. out. Yeah, absolutely. We have to get somebody who can teach us how to do these things. and so. Uh, it's, just, I'm, it's just wonderful to talk to you. I mean, it's just refreshing. Uh, uh, to, you know, since we haven't met in person, we just, you know, hey, I want to be interviewed, you know. Right. <laughs> I was looking for an
1: opportunity.
0: <laughs> and I will tell you, and I'm going to tell the listening audience, when you see something like that, you need to go for it. You know, you get to go for it. You got to – it's all back to what you said earlier, faith. You didn't know me, I don't know you, so it's really taking a step of faith. You've got to put yourself out there. you got to say, hey, my name is Ginger London. I do such and such. I, I, I'm answering the, your call to women who want to be interviewed, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes you simply have to take a leap of faith. Do something that you normally would not do to get a result that you normally wouldn't get, to get the exposure that you need, whatever it takes. Just do it. Just do it by faith and decent and in order. And great relationships can blossom from that. And, again, we have to thank God for the technology because it wasn't for that. We may have would have met crossing each other's paths somewhere along the line, but this makes it even uh, easier to actually uh, connect. And so yes. uh, tell the listening audience how they can get in, uh, connected with you.
1: Well, first of all, I just want to uh, thank you for allowing me to be on the show today. Uh, mm-hmm. I have greatly enjoyed it and everything, and I look forward to being back again. On the show, wonderful. And, yes, and uh, I want to tell the listening audience that they can get in touch with me uh, by Twitter. Um, it's actually I am Mo Green, you know, <laughs> spelled. You know, I I had Mo Green as my pen name, but then when I did spoken word poetry, I I did Mo Jones. So it's I am Mo Green, <clears throat> spelled I A M M O E. G-R-E-E-N So I'm on Twitter I'm going to change it to Mo Jones soon And uh, Reverb Nation www.reverbnation slash Mo Jones 1 You can hear my first set of poetry I'll have a poetry project out later on in the year Um, And also Facebook You can hit me up on Facebook www.facebook slash Mo Jones 88
0: Okay, wonderful. And what we'll do is, what I'll do, rather, is I'll take your links, if you like, and um, we do the replay. When I post the replay out there, is it okay to post those links out there? As yes, to- absolutely. Okay. All right so when I do when I post the replay the replay of this radio show out there in a cup- in about an hour, I'll make sure um in the description I'll have all of your um links posted out there so that people can go to each one of those links and, and visit them and see and connect with you and and all of and do uh the the listening audience if they wanted you to come um and do poetry in their churches or at their events or 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 speak or whatever is if they can contact you for those types of things as well.
1: Yes, they can uh contact me my um office cell is 704-957-5642. I can be reached at any time. If you could leave a message and I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay.
0: And so we want to uh make sure um that we get that information to everybody and that was the reason for these shows is because a lot of times women are doing great things but we don't we don't have the exposure you know, it's an opportunity for all for for people who you probably never would have connected with have an experience uh, opportunity to experience you and make the connection uh, with you and so and these are the days where people are doing a lot of events and all this kind of stuff. You got webinars, tele seminars, all this stuff is going on. Yeah. So we'll make sure um um i'll put the links out there and if they want to contact you then they'll contact you one of those ways and then you can enter and give them the number again so um so thank you once again for uh coming on the show i know you got to go so we're going to close with prayer and i want to uh, encourage um everyone uh to stay connected and uh before we go do you other than the ebook that's coming out do you have anything that's happening soon
1: Yes, um, I will be doing the Saturday Night Gospel Live slash Big Mo event in Raleigh, N.C. It'll be at Greater Cary Fellowship Christian Church. And I will, you know, send that information to you so you can share it as well. Okay. Uh, I'll be will. doing a reading from my new ebook as well as spoken word poetry. And there will also be other men and women of God sharing their gifts and talents of the Lord as well.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So definitely, I'm going to have to find a way to make it to,
1: to your city, you know,
0: with all that's going on, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's and, April
1: 27th. I don't know if I said the date, but it's April 27th at 6.30 p.m.
0: Okay, April 27th at 6.30. Okay. So um, thank you again. We're going to close out in prayer, and, um, and I'm going to encourage you uh, to let's stay connected together. Amen? Amen. Man, Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessed time, Lord God. Father, we are so excited and elated. I am so excited and elated about meeting this young sister. I pray, Father, that you would continue to shower her with your anointing and with your wisdom, Lord God, from your word. Holy Spirit, continue to be her great teacher. Give her, Father, uh, assignments that she can only she can complete. Give her words, uh, the words to her poetry, Lord God. Let her put her heart into it. Let it be covered yes. and founded upon the word of God. And, Holy Spirit, we pray that you will be uh, the vessel that carries her poetry into the lives that need to receive her poetry. We thank you, Father God, that she has events that are coming up that, Father, that during these events that lives will be impacted and changed. Father God, yes. that even more doors will open for her to, to read her poetry. Speak her poetry to God. We just thank you for her. We just pray, Father God, for the wisdom that. That comes from this young lady's life and from her, uh, from her words, Lord God and Father. I just thank you for her. I pray rich blessings upon every endeavor that she does, her website, her books, her poetry, Lord God, and the projects that are coming out. I pray that the enemies attack, Father God will be um, stopped by warring angels in the spirit, so there will be no hindrances to to her com- completing the assignment for this year. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We love you and we say. Um, yes. Amen. 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 Thank you so so much. And um, thank I'll you be for having back. me. Oh, you're you're welcome. And um, I'll get back with you through email so you can give me the information you want me to promote. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on one second. Have a great evening, everybody. This is Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on the Ginger London Ministry Show. Mm-hmm.